It's time to hear from the voice of the San Francisco 49ers. It's time for the Greg Papa Show. Brought to you by Harris Ranch Beef. To find out how you can enjoy Harris Ranch Beef, go to harrisranchbeef.com. Well, well uh, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, the one, the only, the play-by-play voice for your San Francisco 49ers, Greg Papa. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, David. How are you? I am good. How was uh, how was your Thanksgiving meal and, and all of that stuff? Uh, it was good. It was a, a little bit lonely, I got to say. Yeah. Was you know, not having the kids uh, was a little weird. Uh, we had my son, and uh, he's a huge football fan, so we, we watched a lot of football. But it, not having my daughters, not having my oldest son, Derek, uh, it was good. I mean, it was uh, just the immediate family we have here, and that's what we knew it was going to be. But once you're actually rolling into Thanksgiving, you feel a little bit lonely. I miss my daughters. I miss Derek. I had to check with my uh, my mom back in Buffalo uh, throughout the day. So I think we all did the right thing, although, you know, the numbers are spiking a little bit, which is to be inevitable when people get together for the holidays. But it was a lonely Thanksgiving, but I think a necessary Thanksgiving. So I had a good one. And I overate, which is key, which is key. After the extensive conversation we had, did you uh, either partake in or did you miss? What were they, chupacabras, the the cookies? The- no, that's a Christmas Christmas. That is a Gucci Dotti. What Gucci. we talked about was the five cheese penne pasta, which I we did not do. My my daughters uh, remotely got a vote uh, to save that so they come home for. I think the kids are uh, going to come home for an extended stay in December. So mm. we'll get them we'll get them tested before so they can be here for. Uh, one of my daughters may stay like a month or so, okay. or at least two or three weeks. So. Uh, we did not do the uh, Gucci Dottis are not a Thanksgiving. It's strictly you. a Christmas cookie. Okay. The five cheese penne pasta. We do both holidays. We're going to save it for Christmas. And the key thing, though, Dave, I was I was critical of, of turkey yeah. with you last week because yes, I'm not were. a huge turkey fan. I, I mean, I love a nice deli turkey sandwich, right, obviously, like we all do. Sure. But I think the fact that maybe we bought a smaller turkey this year, yeah. which is three of us eating, and I wanted to get the smallest one you could get, and that, they had like a six-pound or, you know. it was a, We got a 12-pound turkey, and mm. for that reason, uh, the white meat was not nearly as dry yeah. Yeah. as it normally is. So I actually, I, you know, we all like the, the Black Friday leftover turkey sandwich. Sure. But the, the turkey, the white meat in particular – would just stayed moist and succulent throughout the whole week. And I was having Thanksgiving after the 49ers beat the Rams, Dave, yeah. and I came back home Sunday night, I had another plate of the delicious Good white meat turkey. So I think it lasted longer than ever this year. So I have a – the pandemic has ruined 2020 in a lot of regards for mm-hmm. all of us, obviously. Yeah. But I think it's brought me back. To turkeys. Yeah, better turkey. And you know yeah. what? Honestly, we need all the positives we can get out of 2020. If we can get Greg Papa back to white meat turkey, uh, I think we're on our <laughs> way to a good 2021. And before yeah. we before we dive into the Niners here and the story we were just reading, uh, one last thing. Oftentimes now, Greg, because we, we do have the privilege of talking to you every week, we'll, we'll have a conversation uh, Monday through Thursday, and we'll say, you know what? This is something we want to run by Mr. Papa. And what we the question I have for you is this: We were we were talking about LeBron James' extension and the the idea that he wants to play perhaps uh, his final year with his son Bronny James, and we were going through um, 
fathers and sons playing and how there hasn't really been a superstar whose son has also been a superstar. Uh, you know, for example, uh, Jellybean Bryant was not a superstar. Obviously, his son was on and on and on. And then we started thinking, you know, what are the overall best father-son duos in basketball history? And the the two we kind of circled around were, of course, your Golden State Warrior backcourt, the Thompsons and the Currys. So yes. our, our question for you is this. You have to choose one. Did Did... Did Del Curry or Michael Thompson have a better career? Uh, I would take the Berries. I would take Rick Berry ah. and Brent Bonesberry. Okay. No. Okay. Um, that's a that's a really good question. You know, in baseball, you know, Ken Griffey Sr. was a really good player. Sure. He was underrated because he was part of the Big Red Machine, but he was a, a really good player. But to your point – uh, you know, Archie Manning was a high draft pick. He never overlapped and played, you know, simultaneously with his sons, but he's given us a, a second and third generation of quarterback there. Um, Del Curry versus Michael Thompson. That's a completely – It's tough. Uh, different players. Uh, I think um, – Michael had a I mean, couple Michael was the number one overall pick in the draft in 78 right. to Portland. Uh, good player in the NBA, and then he became part of, uh, you know, the Lakers teams backing up Kareem. You know, the, the first Laker Showtime group with Riley, they had Bob McAdoo mm-hmm. backing up Kareem, which is probably the greatest center duo in the history of the NBA. An MVP coming in off the bench to take out an MVP. And Michael was a good player. I really like Dell. Uh, I like them both. And they both come on my radio show a lot. And I knew them well as players, interviewed them both. I remember Dell uh, beginning his career with the Utah Jazz. He had a tremendous uh, quick release. Uh, and a really good shooter, not, you know, more of a catch-and-shoot guy than his son who's a put-it-on-the-deck and, you know, all manners of shot from from Stefan. Uh, and then Dell obviously moved on and played for a number of teams. Charlotte, one of the great players in the history of the franchise in Toronto. Uh, if I, I haven't looked at anything. I haven't gone to basketball reference at all. Uh, if I had to pick uh, as far as the better NBA career, even though Michael Thompson is a two-time NBA champion, mm-hmm. I would take Del Curry. And I think uh, I would probably even take him for the the time they played in the NBA. I think Dell, Dave, in fact, I'm pretty sure of this, Sweet Lou Williams may have passed him, but I believe he has scored the most points of anybody playing off the bench in the history of the NBA. He has scored more non-starter points than anybody. He may have been passed just last year. Uh, if he's not number one, he's number two on that list. And so he had a great role when he played in the NBA. And I think even his skill set, if we had to modernize it and say, who would you want today? Clearly Dell. I mean, Dell would be a great modern day player. So, uh, I, I would have to say without looking at any stats, I I would say by a smidge, Stefan's dad. The encyclopedic knowledge of Greg Papa never ceases to amaze. Not just that he knew off the top of his head the year that Michael Thompson was picked. Not not the championships off the top. The fact of the matter is this. March 12, 2019, Lou Williams passed Del Curry for most bench yes. points. It's just it's sick and twisted and amazing uh, how you're Well, because I remember reading it in the Clipper game notes that Lou was number two and, or whatever he was, and he's going to pass Del Curry. And it's like some of the game notes that, that, that teams give you are just like the Buffalo Bills have, I think the greatest game notes I've ever read as we still get over to football at some point there, they give you contract status of every player on the roster and, you know, snap by snap and everything. So 
Uh, they'll give you as much as they want to give you, but I do recall reading that with the L.A. Clipper game notes that that Dell uh, and I think I made a point of mentioning that on TV as well. So yeah. I've been saving that uh, for a you. while. Yeah. Greg, can, can I throw one more family at you? And I'd like to get your opinion on this one. Uh, we we kind of brought them up yesterday, and I think they get overlooked because the patriarch didn't make his real mark in the NBA. But what about the Sabonises, Arvidas and Demontis? Saboni. Well, I, Arvidas Sabonis is one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, honestly, and he hardly – he reminded me a lot of Andrew Boga who just retired this week. Mm-hmm. Um, our Venus was like legend from Europe. We never saw him play. You heard about this, uh, you know, kind of a, a Bigfoot, Sasquatch kind of a figure, a clandestine, like who is that guy over there? I don't, I don't you know. And then when he got here, and the legend was he may have had a, you know, a bottle of Stoli or two one <laughs> night and slipped down a flight of stairs. Whatever happened, it happens. And when he got here – it was like he – I don't think I ever saw him run. He was like Dave Waddle, like a fast walker, or he just never ran. But <laughs> when he was on the court, he was like the best player on the floor. And I remember him at the high post. You could run the whole offense through him. Uh, just a great passer. His hands, a lot like Bogut, uh, but a better offensive player. Bogut had the elbow when he got to the Warriors and fell. When he was in Milwaukee, he was a better player. Like Vlade for us out here. Really Yo, Vlade was such up. a good passer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Vlade underrated without question. And, you know, Alvin Adams going back to a generation ago with John McLeod and Phoenix and Bill Walton, obviously great passers from the high post. And so Sabonis had all that. Uh, his son, DeMontis, is really good. And I mean, we look at that Paul George trade. Uh, I'm not sure, you know. Oladipo, right. you could make the point that either one of them you'd rather have than Paul George. And DeMontis Sabonis, different player than his than his father, so good on the half roll where he sets his screen and then it's not a full pick and roll, it's a half roll to the basket and just gets to the basket and boom, he's on you. Uh, that, that's a good call. Uh, but the, the point is that Arvidas did not have the legendary NBA careers of a Rick Barry but he's a Hall of Famer, and when you encompass what he did internationally, uh, a great career. And I think DeMontis is on a career that could uh, wind up one day in Springfield as well. He's that good a player. That's a good call. Very, very good call. Maybe the best international father-son duo of all time. Wow. Maybe, Maybe we do it that way. I'm not sure. I'd think about that more. Greg Papa joining us right now. We were reading this story uh, before you came on. A group of Michigan State legislators have sent a letter to Lions owner Sheila Fordham urging her to hire Robert Sala as the team's next head coach. And, you know, you can't ever agree on anything in a government body, but apparently uh, this was bipartisan. And uh, because Sala grew up uh, Dearborn, Michigan, played in the state, long ties to Michigan State. Uh, listen, here's my question. Do, do, you, do, do, you, do you think maybe we've, we're, we're enjoying as Niner fans our last year of Mr. Sala on the uh, sidelines? Well, it would seem that way. There's a lot of buzz for him, and I think in some respects what he's doing this year is even more impressive than what he did last year when he had, you know, the -the state-of-the-art pass rush. Uh, So, yes, what he's been able to do with a a very good defensive line but a different line. I think Kerry Hyder Jr. has been a revelation, by the way. Uh, I think Robert Sala is poised. Um, I was a little surprised, you know, whatever Jimmy Haslam does in Cleveland, you can't be surprised that after he watched the 49ers take apart Minnesota's offense, and that was Kevin Stefanski as the OC of the Vikings up against Robert as the D.C. of the 49ers. If you watch that game alone, uh, how do you hire Stefanski to be the head coach over Sala? But he did. 
Uh, maybe it was advantageous for Kevin because they lost that game and he could go interview immediately. And, you know, Salah had to get ready for the Green Bay Packers in the NFC title game. So uh, if the 49ers don't make the playoffs, and right now they have a good chance after the win in L.A., they could. But if they don't, I think that would aid him this year because you don't have all these playoff games to prepare for. And right on Black Monday, in theory, he could fly to wherever. Uh, the Lions would be an interesting choice because he's from there. And I think Michigan State actually offered him a lucrative contract to be the head coach last year. And he wants to be in the NFL. Uh, I'm not sure that's the most desirable opening that'll be there. I think the Houston Texans job opening, if in fact they don't bring back Romeo, and he's he's winning right now. He's sure. doing great, but he's 73 years of age. Do you want to, you know, stay with Romeo? Uh, that job would probably be more desirable. The Charger job would be a, a, probably the one that I would pick. Same, same here. Without question, that quarterback. And I'm going to watch the Bills play him last week. He was confused a little bit last week with Buffalo's different fronts with Leslie Frazier, their coordinator. But it didn't. he didn't make heinous errors. He just wasn't as on point. And then Anthony Lynn uh, mismanaged that game terribly yep. at the end of the first half and the end of the game. And we actually heard rumblings around the league. They're going to fire him tonight. They did not do that. But if the Charger job opens, would they go there? Now, the problem Salah's going to have is – Say you're the Chargers, you're the Spanoses, if they keep Tom Telesco as the GM, he makes the call. Do you want an offensive coach to groom Herbert? Uh, then, you know, then the question would be for Salah, who's going to be your offensive coordinator? Who are you going to bring with you to do that? And, you know, Detroit, what do they do with Matthew Stafford uh, would be interesting. I also thought about Chicago. If you're the Bears sitting and you're watching the way Salah has the number of uh, – Sean McVay and what the Rams do. Matt LaFleur is the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and LaFleur and Salah are best buddies. That's where this whole thing started was them uh, being buds at Central Michigan and Robert Salah, you know, uh, recommending LaFleur to Kyle and, you know, Mike LaFleur's on Kyle's staff. They're all tight. If you're the if you're the Bears' ownership, and maybe they keep Ryan Pace, maybe they don't, and it's up to the McCaskey family. Uh, if you're looking at that Green Bay offense right now and what LaFleur is doing with Aaron Rodgers, you don't want to throw cold water on that. You give Salah an interview and say, whatever you're doing to Sean McVay's offense, can you do that to Green Bay's offense if I bring you into the NFC North? So I think there's going to be a long list of teams that will that will want him. If you're looking for a defensive coach, I think he'd be at the top of the list. But historically, uh, a lot of times they, they look for an offensive, especially if they have a young quarterback they want to pair with, with the head coach you know slash play caller on offense greg um you know speaking of robert sala speaking of the bills they're obviously coming into arizona a home game for the niners this week uh what does what does sala and the defense have to do to slow down that bills offense uh, i mean josh allen is a hell of a quarterback having a great season what do you think they need to do there well it starts with him without question he's he's special this guy's arm talent is uh i mean patrick mahomes has got an incredible arm uh, but it's more of a whippy sidearm, any angle on the run, like a shortstop, you know, kind of an arm. And, uh, you know, like Justin Herbert's arm is incredible with the Chargers. There are a couple of really uh, many, many. Deshaun Watson has a great arm. But I- I'm not sure if you lined up uh, them all and just said, let's just have a heave off and see if you could throw the ball further. I think I'd take Josh Allen. There was Urban Legend. And, Dave, you you remember Steve Bartkowski, the great Cal yes. quarterback. Uh, my agent for years was Lee Steinberg, and it was his agent. 
And I remember it's always been urban legend that uh, he could throw a football 104 yards. And I had Lee on a – we did an interview with him at the Super Bowl this year, and I said, is that true? And Lee said I was there. I saw it. Wow. They put him on the goal line. He could throw a football from goal line to goal line and four yards beyond. Oh, my God. I think Josh Allen could do that. <laughs> I think if you gave him a running start, he could do that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has thrown the ball physically out of Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, and that's a – you know, uh, I don't know how many decks it has. That's a high stadium. He threw it right over the roof and out of the stadium. And I think Allen could, could throw it, you know, close to 100 yards, if not 100 yards. He has that kind of arm. But that's not the only way they use him. They use him as a runner. You know, he's like Cam Newton with this kind of arm strength. Uh, they, they run all different kinds of quarterback sweeps. They run quarterback draws. They run the zone read. They run the down-the-line, old college speed option. They run it all with him. And then they throw him the ball. They will have wide receivers throwing the ball to the quarterback. They'll have wide receivers throwing the ball to the wide receivers. They'll have a quarterback throwing the ball to offensive linemen. They do all kinds of stuff. But this guy, uh, he's inaccurate, though. He, he's not a done deal yet. He's wi- wildly inaccurate. He's gotten much better. His completion percentage has jumped from his rookie year when he was just a scatter shot. Yeah. Uh, he, he would miss just simple throws in the flat, check down to backs, wide open. He'd miss them. Like, you can't do that in the NFL. And he, he kind of played his way through that a little bit. They tightened up his mechanics, but uh, just a hose for an arm. But uh, And he's, he's got, you know, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, all the tight ends they have. He's got weapons, but I think the real concern in certain situations will do it more than others on third down and red zone, extreme red zone, goal-to-goal situations this big hoss of a quarterback will will run the football on you. That's Greg Papa, the voice of your San Francisco 49ers, looking for a big win this uh, this Monday against the Buffalo Bills down in Arizona. I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving, although a truncated uh, group there, but still uh, good to be with uh, what family we can be good with. Good to be back. Good to be back with you guys. Yeah, it's always good to have you. Have you ever been to Fireball, California? That's uh, where Josh Allen is from. I have driven through. Fireball. It's near Fresno, right? Yeah, it's on, the, it's on that Fireball, Coalinga, Santanella, Buellton. <laughs> oh, Coalinga. Oh, close the window. <laughs> yeah, uh, we get into Pea Soup Anderson's. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's my spot. I'm so t- Fireball's right there. Uh, I, it, I've driven through Fireball. Yeah, it's right kind of in that whole, you know, there's that, whoever goes down 5 or 99, I grew up going down to L.A. every summer with my parents, and yeah, you get used to that whole area. I think it's off one of those uh, highways. but You know what I'd love to do is go through Coalinga and open up all the windows. In the car. Oh, it's just the yum. Kids, just, the kids are yeah. like, ah! this, yeah, yeah. This is how beef is made. Drink it in. Uh, who wants to go for a burger? <laughs> See you next Friday. Have a great call this weekend. Greg. Thank you guys. All right, take fun. care. Be good. Uh, you too. That's great, Bob. 